Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. In this episode, I chat to Kayla from Tribe Skincare all about how she used my podcasting blueprint to launch her podcast at the top of the charts. Guys, you can do it too. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com slash little black book now to steal my little black book of social media secrets. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hey guys, this is the last Stevie Says Social podcast episode of the year, the last of season two. I can't believe it. We have gotten to the end of what has been a massive year for me and for you guys as well. I know I have obviously had my little boy, Jimmy. I have had a massive year on the business front and I'm looking forward to spending these magical few weeks, the holiday period, basically sitting by the beach, having a cocktail, hanging out with my little boy and my family and basically just enjoying life. I hope that you guys get the opportunity to do the same. Before we do that, we're going to dive into today's podcast episode and it is a goodie. But before we do that, I actually have a request. If you have gotten any value from this podcast and it has helped your business in any way, I would actually love to know about it. Now, I would love you to basically post it on your stories or send me a private DM or basically just make contact in some way. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking into a microphone and I don't actually know who is on the other end 
actually listening in. If you never do this sort of thing and you hear people talk about it on podcasts, maybe this is the time where you should reach out to the person who has the podcast and say, hey, I listen, I love it. Or if you don't want to do it, you know, one-on-one, you could just post it on your stories and I would be very grateful for that as well. And guys, I should also mention, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done that already, it is helpful for me, but also it reminds you when new episodes go live and season three, 2020 is going to be absolute fire and you are going to want to know when the first episode drops, right? Am I right? I'm right. Okay, let's get into today's podcast episode. I am interviewing the lovely Kayla Houlihan from Tribe Skincare, who is an e-commerce powerhouse, but not only that, has also just started her own podcast called The Bite Size Biz Room, where she gives out really practical, really valuable business advice to other business owners that are in a similar boat to hers, so e-commerce businesses and the like. Now, Kayla started her podcast by going through my podcast blueprint. And very excitingly, she launched at the top of the Apple podcast charts. Now she used all of the tips and tricks inside the podcasting blueprint. And in today's episode, we go through why she decided to start a podcast, the impact that it's had on her business, how she launched her podcast at the top of the charts, and a lot of other really awesome gold nuggets for anyone that is thinking about starting one. Guys, I'm going to get straight into today's today's podcast episode. But before I do, if you go through this and you're like, okay, I know Stevie, you talk a lot about the value of podcasting. I've been thinking about it, but I'm finally convinced you're in luck because I'm holding as of today, Tuesday, December the something. I'm not entirely sure of the date that this goes live, but I am hosting a little bit of a flash sale on my podcasting blueprint. If you head to stevie says social.com forward slash blueprint, you can get your hands on it and you can start your own podcast too. All right, let's get into the last podcast episode of 2019. Guys, happy holidays, and I hope you enjoy it. A big welcome to you, Kayla. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Stevie. I'm a longtime listener of your podcast, so it's really exciting to be here. Yes, and you're actually the second, so this is the second time that I've had you on the podcast, and there's only one other guest, so Louise from Solopreneur Sidekick, that I've had on the podcast twice. So yes, I don't know if that, you need an award or something for being the second time. <laughs> yes, it's nice to be back. <laughs> yes. All right. So for everyone that doesn't know anything about you, and I'm sure a lot of our audience already will, but tell everyone a little bit more about what it is that you do. Yep. So my main gig that I kind of work on every day of my life is Tribe Skincare, which is a skincare brand for sensitive skin. Tribe Skincare's just had its second birthday, so that's kind of consumed the last two years of my life. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. I'm having my second birthday this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do remember we started up at a really similar time. Yeah. Yeah, nice. It feels like the longest period of time ever, but also it feels like yesterday, hey? Absolutely. Like it's gone so fast, but so much has happened in that two years as well that it feels like I've been doing this forever. And then I can also now say that I am a podcast host, thanks to you. So that's a part of my kind of day-to-day operations as well at the moment is recording podcast episodes, writing up content and doing all of that as well. 
And I actually, I do think it's so unique that you've got an e-commerce brand, but you've started a podcast because a lot of the people that come to me and say, should I start a podcast, right? They're, you know, they're selling information products or they've got a service-based business or they're kind of in that realm. So I think it's really unique the way that you're kind of, I guess your strategy, and I don't even know if it is a strategy or if you just love sharing your knowledge, but we'll get into that. I think it's a really cool kind of um, example of someone outside the norm of the normal podcaster starting a podcast. So I think it's very cool. So tell everyone a little bit about what your podcast is. So the podcast is called The Bite Size Biz Room and there's kind of two parts to it. So every Monday is a bite size business advice episode, which is just hosted by me. And I always keep them under 15 minutes and I talk about some kind of straight to the point information. So I might be talking about Facebook ads or time management tips or how to offer free shipping in your e-commerce business. And then every second Thursday is a From Her Bedroom interview series, which is where I basically interview other business owners who started their business from their bedroom or from their home and then just looking at their kind of humble beginnings to everything that they're doing now in their business. So you can kind of see that growth over the years. I think that's cool because I think so many people want to know what you know behind kind of all of the flashy this is how you start a business and these are the hard tips like people who have been there before like I've really found the content that works well for me is you know when I'm talking about my business journey or I'm telling people kind of the behind the scenes of how you did what you did and I think that's a really cool strategy in terms of your content. Yeah, and you almost forget that sort of like uh, probably 90% of business owners just started from a computer or from their spare bedroom and you see kind of where they are now but you forget that we all started in that same place however many years ago. So it's cool to kind of go back and visit that part of everyone's journey. Yeah, I'm still in my spare bedroom, just P.S. Love it. I'm in the spare lounge room. choice for you isn't it I remember you saying somewhere that you actually like you want to work from home because you've got your dog there and you like you know it's kind of one of the things that is the benefit of being a small business owner yeah yeah kind of to the point that eventually we are going to get forced out of the house we bought a new house so that we could kind of have a purpose-built warehouse area and office and everything at the house but I mean as it grows eventually we'll probably have to go into a commercial space but for now I'm just loving being home and being with my dog (laughs) that's awesome yeah so why did you decide that you wanted to start the podcast I'm so curious about this yeah to be honest I didn't really have a goal or a strategy when I had the original idea to start a podcast I just listened to a lot of podcasts and I just kind of had this burning desire to do it and I sat on the idea of probably over 12 months now and I still really wanted to do it so I figured that I just had to go for it. I've always really loved sharing business advice. I've done it in business groups, on YouTube, that kind of thing. I just figure I've been spending two years trying things. I like talking about them, talking about what's worked for me, and it makes sense to kind of share that knowledge with everyone and help inspire other business owners. But incidentally, the podcast is, of course, a form of content marketing. Mm-hmm. So people feel quite connected with a podcast host. It's almost like you're talking to people one-on-one. And so I always true. think that when I record episodes, I kind of think of like a listener that I know listens every week and I think of that person like I'm just having a conversation with that person. 
And that then, is so smart. Like they're your best friend, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, I guess, makes me feel less nervous just to imagine that I'm having a conversation, and then I forget that I'm actually recording <laughs> it because it can be but quite you're by scary. yourself in a room talking to yourself into a microphone. <laughs> it never feels natural, does it? No, never. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of turned out that I had that perfect target market there that we're interested in business, and I also have an online course where I teach other business owners about influencer marketing. So it's a very specific talk, um, a very specific course just on that topic. And I found that having the podcast has really been boosting the sales of that course again as a bit of a bonus. Mm. So there's two things there, isn't there? Because I remember when we were both starting out and you're still really active, I think, in this group, the Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine Facebook group, which is such a mouthful, but you've always provided really helpful advice around your business. And to be honest, like I've always had a lot of people say to me, Stevie, you give so much away. But I think Kayla, like you give so much of the behind the scenes of your e-commerce business away. And if I was an e-commerce brand, I would just be absolutely lapping up all of your behind the scenes tips because they're so practical and you're literally kind of really generous, I guess, in sharing what it is that makes your business tick. And I've always thought, like I never knew whether it was a strategy and, you know, it's a content marketing play at the end of the day, but I never knew how strategic it was for you because... It's absolutely, like from my perception of it, is that even though you're giving away business advice and in that Facebook group, I don't know, there's probably over 100,000 people in there, right? But they're also, even though they're kind of people that want business advice, they're also kind of your target audience, right? Like they're, you know, um, a lot of young women, they're people that, you know, potentially have, you know, well, skincare needs and so not only are you kind of sharing your business advice but it's actually helping your business in terms of the e-commerce side is that right it has definitely worked out that way so I always think I never give away the business advice expecting something in return like I'm happy Mm, to give away that. that yeah I don't expect like you know I'll give you this advice and you become a customer of mine but it is just the way that people I guess kind of want to give back to me that like I get messages from people saying you've helped me so much with my business I've now become a customer of Tribe Skincare and they've gone ahead and purchased the course and all that as a way of kind of supporting me in return Yeah, I think it's such a clever way of going about it. And I actually wonder, so with the like-minded bitches drinking wine, I hate saying that. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Mouthful (laughs) But that, like that Facebook group was started by Jane Liu, who is the founder of Showpro, which is also an e-commerce brand. And I also wonder like with her, how strategic it was around starting a Facebook group you know, for business advice. But again, it's also her target audience. I just think like as a digital marketer looking at what she's done and then also what you've done, I think a lot of people can learn from it. Like really think about, you know, who's your target audience and what can you provide in terms of, you know, helpful, valuable advice with no expectation of anything in return. But if it's, you know, a similar audience, then it's promoting your brand for free, but doing it in a way that's attractive rather than really kind of slimy marketing. Yeah, I guess that's exactly what content marketing is, isn't it? And you don't want it to come across as that you're trying to, you know, slyly put your brand in there or anything like that's why I just think of it as I'm happy to put out this information. If anything comes back, that's great. If not, it will help some people and yeah, not expecting anything in return in that way so that it is much more authentic. 
I love that. And so with the influencer marketing course that you've got out, and guys, go and check out. If you want to know anything about influencer marketing, Kayla is absolutely killing it with Tribe Skincare. And I can only imagine that your course is really practical in terms of the how-to and behind the scenes of how you're doing that. But how, in terms of your influencer marketing course, like are you finding that the podcast you were saying that you were kind of putting a little bit of an ad at the beginning and that's really driving sales into that course because podcasting and information products go hand in hand. So I can only imagine that that's doing really well. Yeah, definitely. And it's because we've got a few free units with the course as well. I can very easily send people, of course, if you want a bit more information on how to get started with influencer marketing, go and watch the free modules. And that's also a chance for people to see if the course is going to be relevant to them because their business, we kind of go through whether your business is ready to start using influencer marketing. And that's kind of the first point that people can see if they're ready, find out a bit of information and then find out more if they want to. Awesome. And you've got related podcasts as well that actually like, I think he interviewed Brittany Saunders, who's one of the influencers that you've used. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think so the end of this season, I'm doing a bit more about influencer marketing as well. I just had so many topics to cover that I haven't (laughs) actually got to that yet, but it's scheduled in starting from next week. There's going to be a bunch of info on the podcast about it. That's really clever because it's just a natural next step then, isn't it? Like if you're talking about influencer marketing, you have an influencer marketing product, then if people want to go further, they can. Yeah, definitely. And when my podcast is very much focused on kind of bite-sized information, there's only so much I can cover. And then when people want to go deeper into it, that information's there for them too. Love it. Okay. So back to podcasting. When did you first start thinking about starting a podcast and why didn't you start when you first started thinking about it? Because I think there's a lot of people that think about starting a podcast but don't actually then do it for like a good year. I don't know if that was you. That was literally me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like over a year that I was thinking about it but nothing had kind of making me take that step. Um, that was mainly because of time. I find I never have enough time for anything yeah. and I wasn't really wanting to learn a new skill, I guess. I thought it's a new thing I have to research, learn about and that can feel very overwhelming. Um, I definitely get a bit of silver shiny object syndrome, which I know you spoke about on a podcast a few weeks ago and I could totally relate. (laughs) And I didn't know if the podcast was kind of falling into that category that I just thought, oh, that's something I don't have that I want that I could make happen. Um, So I guess that's why I sat on it sat on it for so long to make sure it was something that I truly wanted and also something that I could handle and kind of put into the time and make it a part of tribe rather than something that was taking my attention away from my business. Yeah. And so what did you do to make that decision? Like, what is it that kind of made you go, okay, cool, I'm actually going to fit this in because it's not just a shiny object thing, but then I'm going to actually find time in the day to do it. To be honest, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast, but it was definitely your podcast blueprint that gave me that kind of confidence, I guess, to go, yes, I can do this. I've got all the information right in front of me. I don't have to do research. I don't have to learn the new skill because it was a blueprint where everything was just mapped out exactly what I needed to do, how to get the podcast on the Apple podcast app, how to get it on 
Spotify. Everything I needed to know was right in front of me. And then I thought, all I really need to do now is get the equipment and start creating content. Yeah. I think people make it harder than what it actually is. Because I remember before I started, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Because it's not like blogging, right? Where you just kind of open up a Google Doc and you start writing. There's that tech side. And I always kind of thought in my head that it was a lot more difficult than it actually is. But it's not. Like how long did it take you from start to finish to actually get up and running with the tech side? You've got your equipment and you've got your first episodes ready to go. Well, funnily enough, I had kind of announced I was going to bring out the podcast and I said it's coming out in three weeks. And then I was doing your blueprints, which only takes a couple of hours to do. I actually laid in the bath one night and did like a whole module, <laughs> like it was just playing in the background, which was awesome. a <laughs> Um But when I was doing the course, it said, allow yourself about six weeks to get up and running. And I thought, okay, great. I've just allowed myself three. three. So I've halved the time I've got to get ready. And then I, yeah, just pretty much had to go like all full steam ahead and get it done in the three weeks and it all happened, which was good. Yeah. Awesome. So your first step was, okay, cool. I'm going to order the mic. I'm going to order the equipment. Yep. Yep. And then, and then just, to- I guess I, this was all part of what your course covered, but I was mapping out my strategy of what yep. days am I going to launch? How many episodes? Who's my target market? How am I going to promote the podcast? All of that happened within that three weeks. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And did you have in your mind, like, did you map out kind of a calendar of people that you wanted to interview on topics that you wanted to cover ahead of time? Yeah, straight away. I was like, okay, I know exactly who I need to have on the podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah, started writing myself out a bit of a content schedule. Yeah. And then started, I guess, that was part of the strategy as well, thinking I started with Brittany Saunders because I knew she had a really big audience and following and people knew who she was. So that was a really good way to get people across to the podcast right at the beginning. Make sure they subscribe on those first few episodes and then you've kind of got them from there. Yeah. And let's talk about, so when you launched... You had pretty cool results straight up, right? Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. (laughs) So what happened? So first of all, I was like I launched it and I was having a few people saying I just listened, congrats on the podcast, it's great, but I kind of couldn't find any back-end stats and I was checking and it was saying that we had had like zero downloads. Oh, my God. I was like, well, we've definitely had some because I know that at least some of my friends have listened to the podcast. Yeah. And um, I was actually just looking in the charts because I always go to the charts to discover new podcasts. And then we had actually popped up as number one in the business charts, which was Did amazing. Did you just look at it and then look at it again and just go, is this right? I was like, I didn't know if it was kind of an algorithm just for me and that only I was seeing myself as number one. Yeah. So I messaged my fiance straight away and I'm like, can you please go to the Apple podcast <laughs> and tell me if I'm number one or am I dreaming? What is happening? And the coolest thing about being number one is they have your little podcast image as the kind of image for that category. 
So I was like screenshotting that and I was like, this is never going to happen again. I need to really just like lap this up. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. And then our highest position overall was number nine in the Apple podcast. So that was all the charts and then we're number one in business. And we stayed there probably for a day or two, which wasn't a long time, but it was really exciting. We made it and we definitely got a whole bunch of new listeners from that, from people discovering us in the charts. Oh, that's so cool. It's the most exciting thing. Like I remember when I launched mine, I didn't get to number one in business. I got to number two in business. So I didn't have the the little cover that you did. But (laughs) I remember doing the same thing. Like I was like looking at it and I could see Tim Ferriss above mine and I was like, surely not. Like surely not. And I think Gary Vee or something was number three. And at that time I was like religiously listening to his podcasts. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm beating Gary Vee. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like screenshotting it. I've still got the screenshot somewhere. Like hopefully I never lose. It was so, so exciting. And I think that just goes to show like there's so much, I think there's so much potential with podcasting and people don't realize if you do the right thing straight up. So there's a whole heap of things that you can do. Um, and what you did with Brittany Saunders was really, really clever. So have people that already have a following so that, you know, they're sharing the first few episodes and a whole heap of other things that you can do. You can actually smash it, especially, um, within your category like it is incredible that you got to number nine on all of the charts I cannot believe that um but there's so much potential to do really well in whatever category that you choose and to be right up there and when you do you're kind of opening up your podcast and your business and everything to a whole new audience so it really excites me because guys if you want to start a podcast I bang on about it all the time but you should probably start one because it's really exciting (laughs) yeah and I just think like you don't have to have a huge audience to get up there in the charts all I did was kind of the strategy things that you mapped out for marketing your podcast which were things I wouldn't have even thought of and then on launch day I just shouted it from the rooftop so every mailing list I had every social media account I had business groups everything I was like go listen to the podcast right now all on the one day so I guess telling everyone to subscribe that is the key really at the end of the day yeah yeah definitely because everyone's all about this so hot tip guys everyone is all about the reviews and reviews are great but personally I've never ever really gone on to a podcast review other than my own they don't actually have really any weighting in the charts. So, you know, you need to make sure that you've got a really clear call to action. And I'm guessing, Kayla, you just said to everyone, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, I think I was confusing people because I'm like, can you please subscribe and rate and review and give me some feedback and do this and that. Whereas in hindsight, I should have just said subscribe. If you're going to do one thing, please subscribe. Yeah, and even like telling people, like I know there were a lot of people that were like, yeah, we'll definitely subscribe for your podcast. TV. So how do I do that? So it's like actually telling people what to do as well, because even though it's just a little purple button on Apple podcasts, yeah, if you're not a podcaster and you're not kind of familiar with it, a lot of people don't actually do it. So yeah, definitely. A tip I heard on another podcast too is um, that the word subscribe or subscription, people instantly think money. So Mm. you really have to tell people subscribe it's free. You don't have to sign up to anything. You don't even True. have to enter your email address. You literally just click the purple button and you're subscribed yes. for free. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. So obviously it's amazing that you got to the top of the charts, but 
what other benefits has starting a podcast had for your business? Is there anything that's kind of like a little bit unexpected in terms of what impact it's had on Tribe and then also you personally? Yeah, I guess the good thing for me is it's allowed me to separate Tribe Skincare and business world. So Tribe Skincare audience aren't interested in business, they're interested in skincare. But Mm -hmm. when I needed to kind of connect with other business owners for collaborations and that sort of thing, we had to do the call outs on the Tribe Skincare page where we knew a lot of businesses followed us. Whereas now I've kind of got two separate platforms, one where I can talk to the tribe audience and one where I can talk to um, other business owners. And it's kind of created this really kind of close knit network. And it's a much more intimate experience for the business owners that are listening where they kind of feel like I talk to them one-on-one. And then recently we had to do a collaboration call out for the mystery boxes we're doing for Tribe Skincare. And it was so nice that I had that platform and the right people ready watching that content where I could just say to any businesses want to collaborate with us. And we got a whole bunch of responses from that. So it was really, really effective. And then it wasn't kind of taking up our, I guess, advertising space on the Tribe skincare page Mm. and blurring the lines between Mm. running the business and promoting the business. Yeah, 100%. I think that's really clever and I know that we've already touched on it, but it's just such an aligned audience. Like even though you say, you know, the tribe people are interested in skincare, of course they are, but they're also, you know, a lot of them are business owners and there's a lot of crossover. So I think that they're really kind of, even though on the face of it, it's kind of like business and it's skincare, I actually think there's so many similarities and there's so many opportunities for cross-pollination. Yeah, definitely. So it was worth it. Absolutely worth it. Um, I guess part of my motivation as well was just diversifying platforms. So that way you can have different audiences on different platforms. But I always have that, I guess, a bit of a fear in the back of my head that I was like, if Instagram shut down tomorrow or decided Mm. that businesses were no longer going to get free exposure, I would be absolutely screwed because that's where all of our sales come from at the moment. So I think it's always good to have a few different platforms where you know you're getting customers and sales come in or ways of communicating with people. So if one of them ever does kind of go bust, you've got other options. And even just two platforms, like I'm similar to you, Kayla, like I've got Instagram and podcasting now as, you know, my two kind of core platforms and I'm on Facebook and I'm on, you know, LinkedIn and I run Facebook ads and all these other things. But I would say the core of my business is Instagram and podcasting. And I think just having those two platforms gives you not just peace of mind, but it really kind of opens up the opportunities for people who potentially aren't on Instagram but are really into podcasting and vice versa. Like just having more than one I think is really smart. Like you talked before about shiny object syndrome. Like there's no need to be everywhere. But if you can really go all in on two, that is a really smart way of doing things I think. Yeah, and they're such different platforms as well, Instagram and podcasting. So I guess the way you create content and connect with the people on those two platforms would be completely different. Mm. And one thing I think, just side note, I think Instagram is really like it hit saturation point, you know, a year ago. There's over a billion people on the platform now, but I think it's really getting to the point now. Like I heard Gary Vee, I brought him up twice. I don't know why in this podcast, I don't even listen to him anymore. But oh. I heard him say the other day, um, 
that Instagram stays a numbered in terms of engagement and things like that. And I've definitely noticed that. Like I think it's really hit that saturation point. And as far as kind of free organic reach goes, we're going to see a lot of changes um, coming up over the next little while. And I just think, you know, everyone's so obsessed with Instagram at the moment, but you really need to look for other opportunities and kind of those blue ocean places. And I just think podcasting is Instagram two years ago, like it is absolutely having its heyday. Everyone is starting a podcast, but it's still really in its infancy. And I think that, you know, that's the opportunity. That is the blue ocean at the moment, whereas Instagram is really kind of like that saturated kind of um, medium. And it's really smart to look for those blue field opportunities, blue ocean opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so any advice to people that are listening that are like, okay, cool, I've never really thought about starting a podcast or I've got a little bit of a brand that, you know, wasn't kind of the obvious choice. I've actually had e-commerce brands DM me on Instagram and say, should I do this? I'm not sure if it's something that I should do. Do you have any advice for them, whether they should start or just any advice around um, podcasting in general? Yeah, definitely. And I'll say again, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast, but I would tell everyone to get your podcast blueprints course because that is going to save them so much time on not having to do all the research and figuring out all the strategy themselves. You need some kind of map so that it's not going to take up all of your time. And then I guess you kind of run it almost like a business in terms of you want to have a plan, you want to have a marketing strategy, know your niche and know who your audience are. Mm. And then just figure out a way to be a little bit different. So I guess there's lots of business advice podcasts out there, but the fact that these are bite-sized episodes is kind of my point of difference and that people know they're going to get really high value information in a really short amount of time. So that's kind of helped build the podcast because it's a niche. People know exactly what they're going to get every week and they know what to expect. Yes, I think that is so important, especially as more and more podcasts are entering the market. You need to have, just like in business, but some sort of point of difference. Um, And I think as well for you, Kayla, like there's just not really many people, like there's a lot of people in e-commerce that are kind of not actually the business owner themselves going in and talking about e-commerce from an agency perspective or whatever. But I don't know, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of really anyone else that owns the e-commerce brand actually you know doing the podcast themselves and I think that's a massive point of difference for you as well yeah that's a good point actually I don't know any other business owner that does it maybe there's a reason for that (laughs) no I I think it's really clever (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking now my friends and family are always like why do you do this why do you waste so much information and then like you have copycats that go and copy everything you say and oh oh. it's true do you ever feel like you give too much away Um, I definitely do in a way, like I know that there would be copycats that listen and I'm totally fine with people that kind of want to take the advice and make it their own or if they're working in different industries and that kind of thing. I just hate it when it's like a, like literally blatant copy. Um, but I don't know. I just think I don't want to let the copycats stop me from giving the information that helps so many other business owners that do kind of take it in the right way and make it their own. I just think that would almost be like letting them win. Win. I couldn't agree more. I actually, I've obviously talked about it before, but been in a similar boat with 
that and I just really find like so the line for me where I find it's really unacceptable is if somebody takes my advice and then goes and sells it and packages it in a course similar to the course you know what I mean like they're kind of using it to create their own information products I don't think that's okay oh that's very unacceptable yeah but it definitely happens but you know as long as they're using it within their own business and they're kind of yeah, I th- but anyway, that's a complete side note, but that's a line for me. But I think you are totally right. I'm never going to stop doing it because I think that it's so important to, you know, not let them win. Like basically 99.9% of people are getting value from it. And that's ultimately how you grow your business. You know, if you had a podcast that was just giving half-assed information away, then people wouldn't listen at yeah. the end of the day. So Um, I think that's what you're known for as well is really giving away that sort of high value information. If Instagram changes its algorithm, I know I can go to your page and find out what the heck's going on and you'll explain it in layman's terms. And I'm sure there'd be other social media businesses that kind of use you as a resource as well to get that information. But Yeah, which I'm totally fine with, you know, like there's so many social media people that will follow, but, you know, it's just, anyway, we're on a completely different tangent now. We are. (laughs) But I'm taking it back to podcasting. I do think that it's really important to, like you do it, Kayla, 100%. I think if I kind of think about other people that are really comfortable really giving their best advice away for free. I've always thought that you were definitely that person. Like some of the things that I've seen you post before, I'm like, wow, that is absolute solid gold and people would pay a lot of money for that. So, um, And same to you. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much. But for anyone that's listening, definitely go and check out Kayla's podcast. It's the Bite Sized Biz Room. If they want to find out more about you or also kind of check out your influencer marketing blueprint, how can they do that? So probably the best place to send everyone to is the Instagram account, which is at Bite Size Biz Room, all one word. Um, that kind of has a link tree that's got the links you can go to Tribe Skincare and to my course and everything from there. Um, I'm super active on social media at Tribe Skincare as well. And guys, anyone that's listening, because we are talking about podcasting today, I'm actually going to do a quick little flash sale on the podcasting blueprint that Kayla mentioned. I definitely wasn't hoping for this episode to be an advertorial, but thank you very much, Kayla, for your kind words on the podcasting blueprint. Um, So if you want to head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash blueprint, I'll keep that live for a few days. Thank you so much, Kayla. Everyone will definitely benefit from your podcasting insights. And, um, yeah, if you're an e-commerce brand and you want to know more about all of the e-commerce kind of things that Kayla talks about, definitely go and check her out. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.